0: Welcome back to the Never Broke Podcast. Remember, our mission is to increase financial literacy, provide the tools necessary for financial freedom, and enable people to achieve their life goals. We want people to live a life of abundance. We hope to not only equip you with the proper tools, but empower you to live a fulfilling life. Please note, I am not a financial advisor, just a money enthusiast sharing my experience, thoughts, and ideas with you guys. This is your host, Esther. Woo! up. Episode 3, consistency, right? Oh my gosh. I'm proud of myself. I'm just going to give episode 3 um many more to come, many more to come. So, updates for this week. A friend recently told me that a lot of people haven't received their stimulus check. First of all, that's ridiculous. That's crazy. Because the IRS, if you owe them, they will find you. Matter of fact, they will lock you up. How many people have been put into jail because they didn't pay the IRS? And now they're not paying you your money. Our money? Because we pay taxes. Well, some of us. (laughs) but apparently there are millions of people who qualified but haven't registered. So I'm just going to hit you guys with all the information. This is, I'm quoting, I'm reading directly from the IRS website. So um, if this is something that doesn't interest you, doesn't pertain to you listen anyways and share it with somebody because there are deadlines in place and i think this is a critical information so according to the irs website november 21st at 3 p.m eastern standard time is the deadline to request your economic impact payment also known as the stimulus check if you did not file a 2019 federal tax return get an economic impact payment or register for an economic impact payment already, then use the non-filers payment info here on the IRS website by November 21st to register for your payment. The non-filers payment info here, first of all, that's an ugly name, is a free IRS tool that allows you to easily and quickly provide a, the IRS the necessary information for yourself and your family. They will use the information to determine your eligibility and payment amount and send you an economic impact payment, the stimulus check. Use the non-filers enter payment info here tool if you do not normally and are not planning to file a federal income tax return for 2019. For any of the reasons included, your income is less than 12200 or, you're married, filing jointly, and together your income is less than for dollars Or, you have no income. Do not, let me repeat, do not use this tool if you will be filing a 2019 return. If you are someone who has filed your taxes and just hasn't received a stimulus check, the website also states, check your payment status. Use the Get My Payment tool to check your payment has been sent or confirm your payment type, direct deposit, or by mail. If you did it by mail, there's a reason it's taking forever. It's reason it's being sluggish, okay? Um... All right, especially with the crazy mess of them trying to ruin the postal system. But provide direct deposit information. In certain situations, Get My Payment will give you the option of providing your bank account information to receive your payment for direct deposit. For example, If your payment was sent by mail and the post office was unable to deliver it use get my payment to enter your bank account information to get your payment through direct deposit if you've attempted and used all your resources i would suggest calling the irs to get an update from a person a human like a human person just to see what's going on i feel like sometimes when you're calling or like on the website and emailing and and all of that, it can get confusing um, processing the information. So if you can talk to somebody, they probably have long wait lines and whatever, but if you can talk to someone regarding your stimulus check, I think it would be more useful. But once again, if you, did not file a 2019 (laughs) 2019 federal tax return or get an economic impact payment or register for an economic impact payment already. The deadline is November 21st at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The deadline, once again, is November 21st at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time to request your economic impact payment, also known as the stimulus check. So, I'll leave all the notes down below in my podcast notes because if you haven't got your money yet, I'm so sorry. We're about to end this year and that's completely ridiculous. Um, They're talking about stimulus number two. They've been talking about stimulus check number two, yet a bunch of people haven't received number one. So how's that going to work out? Y'all, US government, get it together. Get it together. Okay, y'all can collect taxes, run me the money, run me my money, run me my coin. Now, now let's move on to today's topic, which is about lifestyle and legacy. So I think this is to just follow up on the whole budgeting episode. Like I want each episode to be a continuation of one another and build upon one another, you know, have a little flow. So I recently started binge-watching videos on the FIRE movement, which is an acronym that stands for Financial Independence Retire Early. Now, my obsession with the FIRE movement are people who retire at 40, 30, and some of them have high-paying jobs that they pay six figures. Some of them have... The standard, which is about sixty thousand, um, fifty to sixty thousand is the medium household um income of the u of U S residents. And my obsession with them is that they've kind of created a loophole. Like I think, especially if you're in the U S, there's obsession. I don't know if it's obsession, but it's such a weird concept to work for forty years, right? You get out of school in your twenties if you're in your twenties or whatever whatever you choose to do with your life, and you work till you're 60, 65, oh, to bones, then retire to live this life, then retire to live some version of freedom and happiness now that you have money. I think something that's always caught my attention is that, you know, when you're young, you have energy. I saw this post a long time ago and it, it, it humored me. But when you're young, you have um, energy, energy, no money, and time. When you're older, not old, but older, you have money, energy, but no time. When you're old, you have money, time, but no energy. And it's just like, this, this can't be life. This, uh, I didn't come on up to the now. Ah, uh, mm. So I think people who've created a hack or decided to live a frugal life or just decided to live an alternative life and retire at 40 or retire at 30 and really enjoy life. um, I don't think I was created. I don't think you were created. I don't think anyone was created to work a majority of their life. Now, there's nothing wrong with working and there's nothing wrong with moving in purpose. But I think if that's all you do within this span, because... If that's all you do doing the span, then you're not living. If you're waiting till you're sixty five to travel the world, or you're waiting to sixty, or you're waiting till you don't have to work anymore to enjoy life, you they suffer. You they suffer already. So I've been obsessed with watching videos with the fire movement. And for me, I wanna to get to a place where I'm financially independent and work optional. I don't think I would necessarily retire. I'll probably find something else to do because I'm a busybody, busybody. buddy um, <laughs> I like to do stuff. I like to be in motion. Um, but if you haven't already search up the fire movement and see what other people have done. Some people take an extremely frugal, um, perspective and other people like own land and like live off their land. And uh, there's, I think, one thing that's critical is to expose yourself to how different people live, not only in the U.S., but in different countries, because exposure is critical. Exposure is very critical. In addition to my obsession, I've also been looking up tiny homes, right? Like, <laughs> if you live in New York, you're already living in a tiny home. But um, people who choose alternative lifestyle and renovate shipping containers or live in trailer it's so weird how trailer parks used to be made fun of but now people essentially like renovate buses and live on the go or live in their van or live in really small confinement less is more i'm not judging i think it's very fascinating i think i would want to own a tiny home but in terms of staying in a tiny home 24 7 i'm already a homebody, and eh, i don't know about that i mean eh, <laughs> i don't know about that it's a nice concept it's just interesting that you know people use this way to you know alleviate themselves from having to pay mortgage um, mortgage payments or not having a traditional um Aspect of really paying rent, you know, you might have to pay rent for your land of a hundred or five hundred There's a lot of YouTube videos that I think you should check out my obsessions is just with people's lifestyle so another thing that I love to watch is luxury homes people who live off-grid and people who grow their own food all this encompass all of this is critical to the topic of lifestyle, right? Because when you think about what you need in life, you need food, you need shelter, you need water, and I think everyone needs purpose. So if if your housing is covered, your food is covered, and you're living in purpose, then do you need a million dollars? If you, do you? I mean, that's a question for someone to ponder. I would like a billion dollars. I'm not even going to lie. <laughs> I'm not going to lie um but the truth is if you really sit down and think about it however you envision your life might require some level of finances owning land isn't cheap having a tiny home isn't necessarily cheap um luxury lifestyle isn't cheap and all of these things like you might be able to finesse and live off the world you know I know a lot of people who are nomads um but When we think about legacy, what are you leaving behind for the people after you? So, like I said, big obsession with lifestyle. And that obsession ties in with finances because um, when I think about financial freedom and I think about wealth, I often think about it not in binary terms as in I have to be super wealthy or I have to do um, this or that, but I think about it in an extensive version of how I want to live my life and the things and the experiences, right? Life is a combination of experiences. I think about it in that aspect. So food for thought. Let me know what you guys think. Food for thought. I've really been, really been watching so many different people's lifestyle. Um, and this year alone, I'm so grateful to work where i work um i work within the wealth space meaning that i work with affluent clients well i'm an analyst i don't work directly with them but the things is that I get to listen to phone calls and just be exposed and there are people who get paid three times a year or two times a year and they live off of that. They're able to live off of that. Um their fathers and parents who buys their kids mansions. There are people who have who re- come to the bank to request aviation finance and there are people who request a boat finance and there's like a whole little thing about that. Like I don't know about you guys, but I've always wondered, like how do people buy planes or buy boats and like, are they buying it cash outright? Like, (laughs) I don't know if you watch, um, (laughs) $1 million cash, (laughs) uh, internal joke. I don't know if anyone will get that, but that's okay. So there are really a lot of different ways that people choose to finance the life that they live. Um, and with that, that's caused me to stretch, my idea of what income is, right? When we think of income, people are constantly talking about build multiple streams of income, build multiple streams of income. But I don't think too many people really dig into what that means, right? When we talk about investment, we always talk about how it's dangerous to have one, like your portfolio concentrated in one stock or one sector. Like if all your portfolio is Coca-Cola, You know, like eh, what if Coca-Cola goes out of business, which probably won't happen anytime in my life, but you know, or if all your investment is in tech and tech takes a big dip, then your overall net worth takes a big dip. So if you think about your income like that, if you only have one income and you get fired or laid off. In the u.s yes we're fortunate to have a unemployment benefit for six months or, or so but then what next right it's that's where you're concentrating your assets if you have one source of income so when we think about income there's investment income so like dividends or selling stocks selling options trading options um, calls puts all of that there's business income ownership so my friends i have a couple my f- best friend mom owner a, owner a shea health how do i say this Healthcare, not health care but like shea butter body holistic health you know natural remedy, like all of that good stuff so like she's producing income through that there's real estate and there's so much more there, okay. When we think of income, there's earned income, which is what you're actively working for. So you're nine to five, um, you know, you get up, you you get to work, you're doing hard stuff. I don't know what you guys do for your nine to five, but you get there and you do your work. And then there's passive income, meaning you don't have to actively work for you to earn the money. So think about royalties that musicians get from their song. Like, they t- they did the work initially to make the song, but after that, if they own the rights, they can get paid every time someone plays it on a commercial or in the movie or, you know what I'm saying? Like, think about it like that. Um or dividends or interest on deposit so i talked about dividends and interest so i want to go into further depth of what dividends are so dividends are when a company pays the shareholder from their profits um the company has made so essentially the company is rewarding you for investing in their company an example is coca-cola so we're just picking on coca-cola um i'm not gonna go specifically into their um their percentage and rates like that but in this year, twenty twenty, they're paying one dollar and sixty four cent, um, per share owned. So if you own ten shares, you're getting sixteen dollars and forty cents in the year of twenty twenty. Um, this is not investment advice, and I'm this is not me telling you to buy Coca Cola or whatever. This is just example of a company that's actively paid dividends for the past several years. Um, so the more, uh. When it comes to investing, I'm going to dig deep into that. That's going to be like a very extensive episode. I'm going to get somebody who's way more qualified to talk about it than I am. Then we have interest income. And this is the money you earn on deposits. This is the money you earn from lending someone your money. So like the same way banks charge interest on the money they lend you, you also get interest from the bank. But this is, this is the funny, ha ha ha, you might not laugh, but a normal savings account has an interest rate of 0.01%, which means for every $1,000 deposit, you earn about 10 cents. That's nothing. That's why people have been stressing high yield savings account of 1%, 2%, 3%, so that when you deposit your money, you get a safe, rate of return and you earn more money than you would at a normal savings account isn't it funny how you deposit your money at a bank and you earn near nothing to um have your money at the bank and then they take that same money and then lend it to you at like a three percent four percent interest rate and if you have a credit card that's like 15 to 20 percent. ridiculous it's such a smart business model so people have been raving about high yield savings account but because we're in a low rate market which means that's why people are refinancing and such interest rates are low um so there isn't really a lot of high yield savings account well let me not say they're not a, a lot of high yield savings accounts because there are high yield savings account but the rates we were seeing last year aren't currently not available um, which is unfortunate but that's the sway of the market we keep <laughs> being updated with this with the with how things flow is very critical. So the real question is why does all of this matter? Lifestyle, right? What life do you want to live? And the life you want to live will require some sacrifices. The truth is when it comes to how much you should save, invest and spend, it all depends on the life you want to live now and once you retire. Right? Everyone's always talking about, you know, live for today, live for today. And yes, live for today, but definitely have a plan for tomorrow. You might be able to survive and thrive off of a twenty thousand a year lifestyle while someone else wants to have a hundred thousand lifestyle. Somebody else wants to enjoy life a rich life, or I mean not to say twenty thousand isn't a rich life, but somebody else wants a life that requires more money but this is why it's also critical to budget because how would you know what type of life right or how much you would need in your retirement life if you don't know how much you spend currently it's critical to know how much money how much money how much like once you retire or once you're living the ideal life or once you're in your state of financial independence How much money do you require to cover your expenses, your housing, your insurance, your food, your travel, your luxuries? How much money is required? It's very, it's very critical to be cognizant of yourself, right? Right? Like, this is, this is some real stuff. So, yes, industry standards and guidelines are important. There are sensitivities analysis and Monte Carlo, so Mark Monte Carlo analysis, all these analysis that can be performed. But the truth is, if you're listening to me, you're probably in your early 20s or early 30s and you don't have a financial advisor. I know I don't. And if you do, plug me in. Let me know. <laughs> um, seriously, because... Those are stuff that's, that's an extra fee for someone who doesn't have a lot of assets. And somebody recently asked if they should get a financial advisor. If you can afford it, why not? Shoot, I think you should have, that's like having your, an accountant and a lawyer and a medical team. Like if you can afford all of that things, I, I support it. But if not, I think you should do your due diligence, read and research everything you're curious about. We have YouTube, we have books, we're in the midst of information technology. And while we have information constantly available to us, the thing is we're not asking the right questions. And if you're not asking the right questions, you're not really going to get the answers you desire or the answers you really need that propels you into another stage of life. So let's go back to the to the core analogy, if your goal is to retire with a hundred thousand lifestyle and you plan to retire at the typical age of sixty something, and draw from your assets at a four percent rate each year, you'll need approximately two point five million dollars, which does not account for inflation and other factors like market crashing or whatever craziness happened. I mean, we're living in a COVID world, so who knows? Uh, I'm I don't have a magical ball um and then you also have to think if you want to leave assets for your children or the next generation or somebody else for you like do you want to leave land um I think something that's critical I'm not going to talk about generalization but I think it's interesting because um as an African as a Nigerian we don't really talk about estate planning like this is what I'm leaving for you. I don't know if your parents are talk about that. I don't think people talk about that in general because that requires you to talk about death and death is an uncomfortable situation. However, when we talk about legacy and what we're leaving for our children and what we're leaving for the next generation, talk about it. Like, I think the things that we don't talk about or the things we keep in the dark are often what holds more power than it should. So remember that with anything, anything, that's like a little life tip slash financial tip. So when it comes to legacy, people talk about legacy all the time. People talk about generational wealth. People talk about these big concepts, right? But they're within these big concepts. um, Let's talk about actionable steps. I, I love business because they're like, what are the deliverables? Tell me the deliverables, right? And the deliverable, deliver, deliverables require you to understand what the bigger picture is. So whether you need 2.5 million, whether you need to estate plan, whether you're acquiring wealth or whether you want to leave something else, something for someone else, think about that now. Don't think about it when you're 60 talking about something I wanna give my kids something, but your whole life you weren't working towards anything. And unless you're going to get a windfall or a magical amount of money is going to show up or you're going to win the lottery, be strategic with your life. Be very strategic. Right, so live for today. Live for today. Enjoy every moment. Go out. Well, uh, order in. <laughs> Wear a mask. Um, but there's only 24 hours in a day. And if you don't figure out how to let your money work for you, You'll constantly work for your money. And to me, that's not freedom. That's not financial freedom. I realize there's a lot they don't teach us about money. They only teach us how to spend it and how to get a job. And the how to get a job part, eh, I don't really think they teach us that either. So, I'm not saying I have it all figured out, but... If you're in your 20s and in your 30s, give yourself grace. Learn as much as you can. This is a marathon, not a sprint. It will require sacrifices to be made and decisions, right? Someone, someone, there's a meme that said that the decisions i made 10 years ago are the reason I'm here today. Whew! That's a word. Like, like if we really think about the seeds we're planting, are we planting seeds? that will yield fruit or are we planting seeds that are barren? You tell me. Are you planting seeds that will yield fruit? Have you ever seen a fruit, a, a fruit, uh, no fruit, uh a apple tree or all these trees? Year over year, they produce fruit because it chose... Because because nature is magical year over year, it yields fruit, right? So are you planning something that will continue to feed you? That's when we talk about investments and ownership and assets and having your own business and building legacy. Are you building something that will feed you or are you building things that deprive you and deplete you? Think about it. Think long and hard. Now, before I end this episode, I hope and pray everyone's family is staying safe, staying safe. Okay, I feel like the S is just my accent comes out. There's been a spike in COVID cases. Um, I don't care what you believe. There are a lot of people who are getting sick. So please take proper precautions. Um, I would like to thank essential workers who've been out here since day one. Everyone from the postman to nurses to doctors to delivery drivers to your grocery man. Everyone, if you're out there and you have to be and you're doing what you need to be. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Our society could not run if the if 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 the people who are often underappreciated did not choose to get up every morning. So I thank you. I'm very appreciative of you. Um, Please take note of the IRS November 21st, 3 p.m. deadline if that applies to you. Don't miss out on money because you didn't want to do the extra step. Uh, To stay up to date, ask questions, or have a future collaboration, if you want to be featured on my website, my website yeah i have a website but if you want to be featured on my podcast or you want me to be featured on your podcast link link with me message me i'm putting all my socials follow us on all social media platforms on instagram and facebook at we never broke that's at we never broke w-e-n-e-v-a-b-r-o-k-e and on twitter never broke pod n-e-v-a-b-r-o-k-e-p-o-d i'm not really on twitter i need to get more active but please follow us and then we do have a youtube loading soon so um stay connected follow us on that we have so much beautiful content coming out also check out my website www.neverbroke.com we release articles all the time i'm definitely going to have a holiday special um in case you want to have like budget friendly gifts um so stay tuned for that um Stay connected. We look forward for you to joining us every week on this platform. Guys, I'm tired. That's the end. Um, We look forward for you to joining us every week, once a week on this platform. Love you all and peace.